thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. The Real Food Real is a fresh and educational podcast dedicated to your health. We get real on current research, debunk food myths, and educate you on how to just eat real food. Your host, Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist, is one of Australia's leading sports nutritionists, passionate about simplifying nutrition and addicted to coconut lattes, smoothies, and sweet potato. If you love the show, then please leave us a review on iTunes. Share the real food reel with your friends and continue to spread the real food love. Hi team and welcome back to The Real Food Real. Today on the show we are joined by Jess Seepool from JS Health. Jess and I are going to discuss all things food but share with you her latest book, Living the Healthy Life and her new eight-week program. Hi Jess and welcome to the show. Hi Steph, thank you so much for having me. Really looking forward to sharing your story. I'd love for you to start with a little bit about your background and why you started the JS community. Yeah, so this happened very accidentally. <laughs> um, I was, I just, I'll try and share my story quite quickly, but I was brought up in a really healthy, wholesome environment. Um, my mom was incredibly health conscious. She really always taught me how to cook with whole foods. There was only whole foods in our house at home. Um, but at the age of 13, we immigrated from South Africa to Australia, and it was a really challenging time for me, um, having to be in a new environment having to make new friends, but I was mostly struggling with my changing body shape from puberty. And I discovered the world of bad dieting um, to be able to control my weight. And to cut a very long story short, for years and years, I was a chronic bad dieter. Being thin was my goal in life. Um, The numbers and the scale really were determining how I would feel about myself. Um, Counting calories, becoming incredibly fearful of all the food groups, carbohydrates, fats, just everything. I just developed this very complex relationship with food, very fearful, anxious, stressed, guilty around food. Um, And I was weight conscious, not health conscious. And this went on for years and years until I went off to study a Bachelor of Health and then still kind of living a very disconnected life, still, you know, very disconnected from my own body. And then I went off to study nutritional medicine for two years and that's when things started to shift for me I started um you know basically transitioning from this fad dieter to a whole food eater and I started a blog to document this transition um and started discovering food that were making me feel well and started realizing how badly I was treating my body having been a fad dieter living off diet coke and artificial sweeteners and anything low in calories and starving myself and skipping meals and skipping snacks um, so I started healing my relationship with food slowly and documenting this transition into a blog post. And it was just really a personal diary for me. And one day my husband said to me, you just need to put this live. I think your message is really powerful. I, at this stage, all I wanted to do was be a really good nutritionist in practice. I really had no desire to be a blogger or an author or anything like this. So I'm still struggling with that actually, <laughs> because I actually just love being a nutritionist. I'm I'm just grateful I do have a much larger platform to kind of share my philosophy, but it is definitely still I'm still trying to adapt to being a business owner and running a full-time business because as I said this happened very organically and so the Jay's Health community was created out of my own personal story and people just started coming onto the blog because they could obviously relate to me. 
and they felt very cared for by me and supported by me. And that is, and my intention to this day, three or four years later, is still the exact same. I just want to know how I can help people around the world build a healthier relationship with themselves and their body and with food. Um, as a nutritionist, you know that it's just meant to be simple. And I think it's become very complicated. Yeah, I totally agree. And look, I'm well aware of your story. Um, and I think it's very powerful that you've, I guess, been brave enough to share that with the world because it's not an yeah. easy thing to talk about. But we now no, see. Shameful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm sure you can obviously see now how worth it it has been to be able to change the lives of so many people. Well, yeah, it's quite crazy just to think how many women, I say women just because majority of the people that I was seeing in clinic were women and majority of the people that I speak to in my online community. But it's just so hard for me to comprehend how much, how, how bad it's getting when it comes to the confusion around food, the feeling of fear around embracing a healthy life, the fact that women have just become so disconnected from their bodies because they're listening to everyone else except for themselves. And I was, I was exactly the same. I'm relying on numbers all the time, calories or the number and scale um, without really tuning into their own unique bodies and figuring out what works for them as individuals. It scares me to my core just how disconnected we have become and I think it's only getting worse. So I'm trying to show people that there is a simpler way and I am being brave enough to go against every diet out there because I believe that they have caused people to have a very complicated relationship with themselves. Yeah, I completely agree. So when you were going through the early days of your journey, how did you change your relationship with food? Yeah, I mean, it's, and I always say this, and I was just saying this in my online program in one of the weeks, that when you have developed a complex relationship with food, you do have to come to a realization that it might stay with you for life mm -hmm. because you become so complex with food that you, your mind, you really have to start to change your brain, like how your brain thinks about food and your body. Um, and that takes many, many, many years. Like I've been in therapy for many years about, you know, to try and heal this. And um, I also always just say to my community, you just need to have the tools in your box to deal with those thoughts and feelings about yourself. No one here is saying you are going to be cured from this. You will heal from having a complex relationship with food or you're never going to feel guilty about what you ate again or you're never going to be fearful of certain foods. You know, orthorexia is a very new modern day term for being fearful of any, eating anything but healthy food and I think that's going to be the next big hot topic to talk about. But you know, it's really a slow process. It's about making one to two small changes a week. It's about changing your mindset from weight conscious to health conscious and weight balance is just a side effect of a healthy life. And focusing on food as a source of nourishment, starting to see how certain foods make you feel, so connecting to the food in a healthy way. I mean, I, I have created many, many, many tips, practical, practical ways to heal your relationship with food in my, my, in my eight-week online program. But there, it's a very, it is a very deep, deep and long process. And I think the initial way to start, well, I just had to start connecting to myself again. I had to start building on my self-worth and my self-love because food is just not never about the food. Food just becomes a thing that you can control, but something else in your life is painful or you haven't 
built, you don't have a strong enough foundation of self-love to not allow um, food or the number on the scale to start to determine your self-worth, you know? So I was drowning in low self-esteem all those years. So I had to really work on building that sense of self-worth and that in turn helped me build my relationship with food. Um, and that I was, I started to become kinder to myself and realizing that food was just here to keep me alive and well and nourished. And I, I was placing all this emotional emphasis on food and really, I actually think that that is quite harmful. Um, food is just here to keep us alive as well, alive and well, as I always say, and that's about it. It's, meant to, it's just here to give us energy and we're meant to feel good, good thoughts and feelings when we're sitting down to each meal. Yeah, I love that. And I think if I had to give up dieting for life. I actually had to make a commitment to myself to give up dieting. In, one, in my eight-week program, I actually have a contract um, that people have to sign to give up dieting for life because it's very tempting when, you know, millions of bloggers and authors are telling you to do this and do that. And I think actually me, we, the health industry, are to be blamed for that, that we are throwing all these different things at you um, and you just – can't help but feel tempted by them but as a result of that you disconnect from your body so it's actually about blocking out the noise around you and coming back within and realizing that you are an individual your biochemistry is incredibly unique and what works for me may not work for you yeah and I think that's the same thing when you talk about you know being healthy rather than being thin for example because everyone's going to have a different weight balance that they land at and that's not going to be super thin for some of us and I think that's a really important um, piece to educate on because otherwise we all strive to look like the photoshop women that don't even exist in real life exactly well I was just saying that um I think one of the, one of the weeks I think week two I just talk about like why do we strive to be skinny is it because you think you're going to get that job? Is it because your mom and dad made you feel that you needed to be skinny in order to be loved and appreciated? Is it because you're scrolling on social media and seeing these airbrush models? So why is it that you do feel this need to be skinny? Why can't we strive to feel good in our clothes? You know, that is the goal really for me. I don't own a scale. I don't weigh myself, but how, isn't that the best thing just to feel good in your clothes, feel good in your skin? Um, we have to obviously, and that is the goal. Like I'm not, I'm not here saying like, don't, you, don't worry about how you look because the truth is as human beings, we do care about how we look and we are vain to a certain extent, but we just need to change that desperate desire to be skinny. Um, and that, that is definitely not the goal. And, and, and as unfortunately I'm seeing far too many young girls come and see me with severe eating disorders, mm. you know, on the brink of death. And that is just a result of this diet culture that's a result of this me you know this the media telling like showing us that being thin makes us will maybe allow us to be more appreciated in some way um so yeah we definitely need to change the focus the focus the mentality mentality around health and i think also health for many people means being weight conscious um but that is not living a healthy life living a healthy life is how does food make me feel? I'm going to eat this because I'm going to feel better when I eat this way. I'm going to move my body in this way because I feel amazing when I do that. I'm going to sleep eight hours because I wake up feeling amazing. I'm not going to drink during the week because I don't feel well when I do that, but I'll indulge on the weekends. Like it's really just changing your mindset. 
think the mindset around health is very screwed up right now. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of confusion. But I think, you know, coming back to being in touch with your body is really important because it is a a difficult line to draw. Like I know that, you know, your recipes are quite real food focused, obviously, which can then, you know, turn into another disorder or another difficult relationship with food so it's a real tightrope to educate people on what they should eat without it being too extreme yeah that's exactly well because when I say to you know minimize your gluten consumption it's not because I'm trying to say like cut this food out it's so bad you like I can eat a whole loaf of bread and nothing will happen it's just more that I eat gluten and I feel tired Mm, I, I share that with my community all the time when I eat gluten and bread, I get I'm a hundred percent tired mm. that day, and so it doesn't make me feel well. So it's not a food that I eat, but I, that doesn't mean I don't go out on the weekends and have some sourdough and rye toast and have the healthier versions of gluten. But it's about tuning and refined sugar makes me sleep terribly and I wake up tired. It doesn't work for me, so I just don't really like to eat it anymore. And I've trained my taste buds to adapt to a point where it doesn't really crave. I don't really crave sugar anymore. My gut is in good shape. Um, you know, doing all the right things that help to minimize sugar cravings. But I agree, there is a fine line. And I talk really strongly in my books and my online program about indulging. Like I actually think that indulging should be a part of a healthy life. Restriction and deprivation lead to an unhealthy relationship with food. They lead to binging and emotional eating and overeating. So um, I definitely talk about eating clean most of the time, but definitely allowing there to be a 20% of imperfect eating indulgence i actually go out of my way to eat imperfectly sounds ridiculous but my life is so surrounded by health in every direction every event every meeting every time i'm at home every work of you know whatever i'm doing it's surrounded by health and i actually like to go have some gelato on the weekend because being balanced is a part of living the healthy life and being knowing how to indulge with moderation is a big part of the healthy life yeah, to remove that obsession, I think, is the key. And, and you know, your audience obviously need to see that this is how you live, which is an amazing lesson to teach them all. So we're very grateful that you can be so honest. I'd love to hear more about your eight-week program, please, Jess. Yeah, so the eight-week program is really just all my work over the last three or four years, all the um, principles that I have used personally to heal my body. They're the principles I learned during my nutrition studies. It's really, I had to think very carefully about actually also my community and what and how they have transitioned in the last few years with JS Health. What have been the top principles that have really transformed them when it comes to food, when it comes to their bodies, when it comes to their sleep, energy, gut? What are the things that have really created change? And I've just really put that into an eight-week online program. It's probably the first online program that absolutely preaches balance in every single aspect and it's probably the first online program that really addresses the emotional side of food and your relationship with food I'm not a psychologist so I always say in the program like you know see a psychologist for extra support so I don't really go into the psychology behind eating but I'm just there to show you what I've done to help heal myself and my relationship with food um and that is a struggle for so many people and they on and I think what I'm so excited about with a week program is people realizing that they're not alone, like with their struggles, they're really not alone. We're in this together. I'm with you through the eight weeks. Like I'm not this, you know, author sitting on top on some sort of, um, 
you know, I'm not on top of you dictating how you should be. Or I'm with you through eight weeks. I've been there and I understand how challenging healthy the healthy life can be. Um, but I'm here to provide simpler solutions to help you live a healthier life and a more balanced life and to stop beating ourselves up and to be kinder to ourselves and to start to think about health in a different way. Yeah, so it's eight weeks and the obviously it's broken down into modules. So tell us more about what we can learn along the way. So in each week you get four pillars, um, which is one is lifestyle, so how to modify your lifestyle for a healthy life. The second one is intuitive cooking, so showing you how to make quick and easy meals, very, very, very easy meals, and like the basics of healthy cooking. Um, they're all mostly on video. The third one is um, nutritional principles, so like my top, my top ways to heal your body with my top nutritional principles. And the last one, which is probably my favorite, is eating with balance, so addressing the emotional side of healing your relationship with food. And then with that, every week you get the Jay's Health meal plan, um, the Jay's Health eating guide, Jay's Health movement tips. You get a little like you get a journal that you write in every single week. It's very interactive. Um, uh, it's like a very interactive program. It's not just PDFs <laughs> like placed into an online program. It's we've been building this for eight months. It's mm, very yeah. technical and it's very very interactive. Um, what else is in there? You get. Um, an, in, an intention for each week you get to talk to the community at all times and me so I'm, I'm there's an online forum that you talk to everyone on the weeks um, and you can talk to me and ask me any questions so I'm basically your nutritionist throughout the eight weeks um personal nutritionist and obviously it's very expensive to get a nutritionist <laughs> yeah. yeah and so I understand that you went through the eight-week program prior to launching so tell us about your personal experience and yeah. what your changes well, were a very health conscious person a very health conscious um person I'm in very good health already my energy is pretty good my sleep is my sleep is good but can be bad um but I so I, I did the eight-week program while kind of writing it and I just noticed like even like it was very unexpected that I had actually physical, I had actual physical transformation, very unexpected because as I said, there's nothing so much I really wanted to change. I think I'm in good health and I feel good about myself. Um, but there were changes. My sleep really, really got deeper, which can be hard for me at times. And my mind just kind of was very much was able to switch off more. My energy definitely definitely increased i noticed that i had zero sugar cravings to the point where i could almost not stomach a healthy clean acai bowl <laughs> like to you know and that for me is i have an acai you know i make my own acai bowl which is normally low in sugar and i almost because i was really just taking even further care of my sugar cravings and my gut and my adrenal glands and when you take care of your adrenal glands as a nutritionist i'm sure you know um you really start to reduce those sugar cravings um I noticed that my clothes became much looser, which is also very unexpected, especially that I'm at the point where I have peace. I'm, very, I'm at a peaceful place with my body and my weight. So it was unexpected to then start to feel like my clothes are much looser. Um, I was exercising less and feeling better. So obviously I always preach like you don't need to exercise too much when it comes to getting results, but I was really toning things down, lots of yoga, lots of connecting to my body, resting when I needed to, letting go, letting myself off the hook for the days that I just felt like I couldn't fit in exercise, but perhaps going for an evening walk after dinner, 
just keep my like focusing on movement but not focusing on overdoing it yeah and so um it's quite interesting that uh, I mean as I said very unexpected and I wasn't really expecting anything to happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and my program's only been live for about eight days and the transformation is I think it is just I'm hoping I think it, people are just transforming because I am that nutritionist who is saying you actually don't need to eat perfectly all the time, but you can still get results. You can actually exercise less and still get results. I think people are really, because the extreme ways when they aren't exercising, the extreme ways on food have not worked until now. Um, people are failing at these other ways that we have been, that we're telling people to do. So there has to be a new way. People yeah. are not maintaining these ways long-term. Yes, they get short-term results. Um, and some of these diets have incredible amounts of research and they're very solid in their scientific research and they definitely have, can people can get results short-term, but um, they don't last long-term. No, no, and they cause a lot of damage at the same time. Emotional damage, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing some of the um, results already and a lot of the um, testimonials that you've been sharing and it's crazy to see already such fantastic results. So you must be like a proud mum. <laughs> exactly. Like I feel like, listen, I mean, we're in this huge health industry and as I was saying, like, I think for me, like honestly, my intention is like every day when I wake up, how can I get my community to live a healthier life with mu with much more ease and balance? And to see like, when this program was launched and I can see people already asking me like, how many of you sold? They're so focused on the number and the success yeah. of the program. But to me, the success of the program is that I'm seeing people transform like in one week that has got to tell me that something that they've been doing before that has not been working for them. So if they are changing already in 10 days or eight days, whatever it is, something Something in our ways of in our way of living a healthy life is not working. Um, if they're getting results so quickly, I really expect it. I don't expect to see any testimonials at this stage. I'm mm, waiting yeah. for people to go through the eight weeks to really see a transformation. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to. I'd love to send you the program. <laughs> oh, I'd love to have a look. Yeah, absolutely. It's just interesting because it's a very it's interesting that people are transforming so significantly with such and as a nutritionist you will see with such simple holistic advice. Yeah, but I think that people forget the basics. Like, you know, in clinic, it, the amount of times you have to go over things like eating vegetables, drinking water, technology yeah. detox, <laughs> you know, they are the foundations, but we're so in, we're so used to being sold this magic pill that we forget to do the basics well, and they're the foundations. I think that's very powerful. Mm. And yeah, I'm sure you see that a lot. Yes, I mean I'm guilty of it too. So you know, if I if I if I drop the ball on my tech detox at night, then what are my clients doing? You know, things like that. We've just and, got we, to and, well, and I think that is such a good point because we all like I I was saying at all my events for my book when I was just working on my national book tour, I looked at the audience. I said, I'm going to tell you right now, I've broken every single rule of mine in the last two weeks. We do fall, we mm. do screw up. I was checking my phone at night, which is a huge rule of mine not to do. I never, ever check my phone after 6 or 7 p.m. I was on email. I was not sleeping well. I was eating whatever. Well, my, my relationship with food is very wholesome right now in terms of I will eat to fuel, So, but I wasn't focused on getting my greens in like I normally am. Probably wasn't drinking as much, whatever it might be, but I think we have to acknowledge that we, don't, we do screw up and we're not meant to live 
this perfect healthy life. That is not the healthy life. It's not, doesn't mean you need to be this perfect person um, or exercising perfectly and eating perfectly at all times and sticking to every single rule that we're giving to our community. It's really just focusing on doing well and focusing on health, healthy life, the healthy life most of the time and forgiving ourselves when we just don't stick to our rules or don't eat perfectly or don't exercise that day, whatever it might be. It's, that is just, a, and then you, and being aware of that, I think is a part, is so significant. Like when you can start to be aware, like I was so aware that I was on my phone at night more than I normally am. And so my sleep was affected mm-hmm. and I woke up with less energy. So connecting to that, okay, there you go. Technology, when I'm on technology all the time, I definitely notice that I have less energy and I don't sleep as well. Okay. So I'm next week, I'm going to go back to my normal way. And so just being kind to yourself because a lot of people beat themselves up. Oh no, I broke that rule. I screwed up. This is all or nothing mentality. Um, but that has got to change. We have to be kinder to ourselves. We're not expected to do it all perfectly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I know. Really, I do, and I'm, and I, I just want to. What my goal is with myself is to be kinder to myself. So when I do screw up, when I break my rule, or when I eat something that I know that doesn't make me feel so well, okay, that's fine. Like there you go, Jess. It's fine. You're doing your best. Next week, you'll definitely avoid doing that. Or I've acknowledged that something, whatever it might be, is making me feel tired. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. So it's just connecting to your body is the goal. It is. And it's setting those small short-term goals to keep you moving towards a goal rather than looking for an end because there is no end to a health journey. Yeah, there's no end. And Mm. like, I think the pressure that people are placing on themselves to live this healthy life is so pressurizing that it breaks people, you know, like to the point of exactly what you said. If you make small, 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 realistic changes every week you're much more likely to live a healthy life when you place your pressure when you place pressure on yourself to live the healthy life right now and do everything right and do everything perfectly the pressure of that actually backfires it's so demotivating you're not going to stick to it you're going to probably um put the pressure will cause you to go in the other direction actually often because as i said people are so all or nothing and they feel like they failed at something if they don't do it. So then as a result of that, they beat themselves up and do the opposite of what we have told them to do. Yeah. Because they're trying to rebel against the healthy life. But when you just exactly do, when you just commit to a few small changes a week, you're much more likely to embrace the healthy life long term. Yeah, absolutely. And tell us about your book that you've launched recently as well. Yes, yeah, so and the second book is much more practical. It's also an eight week plan with, but kind of complements the eight week online program. So they go hand in hand. Cause as I said, um, the program has lots of basics of healthy eating and healthy cooking, how to's, how to make a stir fry, how to make a salad, how to make roasted vegetables. But the book actually has recipes if you really want exact guidance. But the first half of the book, the front matter is very, very much focusing on healing your relationship with food, so guilty eating, stress eating, emotional eating, how to become a mindful, conscious eater, um, how to give up dieting for life. It also hones in on much more specific 
um, nutritional principles. So things that I think women are really struggling with, thyroid disease, I'm sure you're seeing a lot of that, energy, gut health, um, detoxification, adrenal glands. So honing in on the nutritional or the body systems that I think need a lot more attention. And it's, as I said, much more practical, much more specific, this book. Yeah, beautiful. To live a healthy life. How just basically it's how to live the healthy life. Lots of little tools. Yeah, you must be so happy to have it out in the world and to be yeah. obviously sharing that with everybody. Well, I'm incredibly honest um, in this book, probably more than ever. And you know, I'm talking about things that people really don't want to talk about. Um, as we spoke about in the, initially in this conversation, like these topics are shameful. Mm. Um, guilty eating, stress eating, binging, emotional eating. Um, thyroid disease like, these are really hard topics to talk about but no one is talking about them <laughs> so I'm just feeling brave enough to share my struggles and because I know that so many people share them with me oh absolutely yeah it's so amazing to see so I'd love to just learn a little bit more about your day-to-day life before we wrap up today Jess so just so our listeners can learn more about you and your routine like how do you how do you live on a day-to-day basis with fitness and food yeah um so as I said so would you like me to run through like my morning routine yeah that'd be lovely so I actually talk about morning and nighttime routine being such a huge part of my healthy life. I think that they really um, start and finish your day off on this amazing note. And it's very motivating when you have those in place. It's motivating to continue living the healthy life. And it's hard to take some time to create these morning routines and this night, all these morning and nighttime routines. But when you have it, when you're in place, that you create momentum and you'll start to feel so amazing that you're kind of motivated to continue doing them. Um, so I wake up normally hours 6.37 and I have this rule of not checking my phone or social media or emails until after my morning routine. It's a very strict rule because I, I'm re- I've rested and repaired my body for eight hours. And then I believe that the first thing, if we are inundating our bodies and our brains with information, social media, emails, you know, demands from everyone in our lives, I just cannot imagine how much cortisol, which is our stress hormone, that might be. you know that might be happening in our body at that time um just the inundation it strips my energy it strips me from starting my day on a good positive note so I wake up and I have this gratitude manifestation practice just thanking I literally people laugh at me but I wake up and just say thank you thank you for everything I'll spend about 10 minutes just saying thank you I even say it out loud um thank you for this thank you for that thank you for my health thank you for my life thank you for my body thank you for my digestive system thank you for my, you know and sometimes I said to my I would say to my clients you have to fake it until you make it like mm. but because saying thank you is so powerful and starts your day and you will not believe how how and make what what you attract when you start your day off with a gratitude practice um and then I have my morning routine so I do like yoga or I do yoga two or three times a week or I do a walk in nature or I do do a 30 minute gym workout twice a week so I do some sort of movement. Some days I rest completely, um, but I do do about just 30 minutes a day. And then I come home, have a nourishing breakfast, normally a recipe from my book or blog, and then I start work. And that's when I and have my one-a-day one coffee always. Um, and that's when I'm ready to kind of go onto my social media and onto my emails and onto, you know, get onto the demands for the day. 
have my work day like a normal, you know, normal person. I work from about nine till six or seven. And then I do a JS health stress-free zone. So I retreat into some sort of silence and solitude for 10 to 20 minutes after my work day. Just 10 minutes of breathing deeply or putting my legs up against the wall, switching social media off for a period of time. And then I go and make a healthy dinner for my husband and I. I understand I don't have kids, but I actually just created a stress guide for busy mums and workers who don't have time to really rest. So I've just created some ways that they can incorporate rest into their busy lives. Um, and then after dinner, I switch my phone off by 7 or 8 p.m. every night. So again, no social media or emails at this time. Otherwise, my sleep really gets affected. I have my herbal teas. I don't drink caffeine from after about 10 a.m. in the morning. And then I make a chai tea normally with almond milk and cinnamon. That kind of kicks my sweet cravings. Um, as I said, I don't have any. It would be like a robust chai tea so or herbal tea. Or sometimes I indulge in a sweet treat from my book. Last night I actually had my chocolate mousse <laughs> from the new book. And, and then I start a beautiful nighttime ritual. So my phone is off. I start quieting my mind. So I do legs up against the wall for 10 minutes, deep belly breathing, sometimes an Epsom salt bath, lavender oil on my temples or on my pillow, watch my favorite TV show or read a book. And that's eight hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beautiful. I think some really practical strategies in there that everyone can have some takeaways from because it is, it's so powerful. Um, you taking back control over your day and yeah. how you feel as a result. Exactly. And you just feel so good um, when you have these routines in place. Um, you just, yeah, you do. You just feel so in control and they don't have to be perfect all the time, but just having something on both ends of the day really does help me and helps a lot of people that I meet. Yeah. And yeah. as I said, sometimes you screw up and you don't stick to the perfect routine, but it's just about acknowledging that and then trying again the next day. What it, is your routine similar? <laughs> I could definitely improve. My nighttime routine is something that I've been working on, but as I mentioned, I um, can still drop the ball and absolutely I, I sleep very broken if I do that. So yeah, I mean, for me, those are the things like I think definitely the the switching off from work and the social media are a work in progress for me at the moment. And we've all got really our little vices. Addiction, you know, mm. it's a it's a real you have to like retrain your brain to not do that. Like I was noticing on my book tour, like how it, being on my phone became this like I couldn't even I almost couldn't find. I almost couldn't resist it. Yeah, it becomes like almost subconscious. Yeah, it was just like part of my day, mm. part of my nighttime thing. But, yeah, it's just interesting when you start to become – well, my advice to everyone is to start implementing the morning and nighttime routine that I talk about in my program or my books or, you know, just create your own and see what a difference you feel and when it comes to energy, sleep, and even weight balance, when it comes to like reducing stress and reducing cortisol, really supports people – from like to helping them achieve their weight goals um, and see what happens. Like see, cause what the thing, Oh, like the thing is, is that the changes that you probably will start to notice will motivate you to continue doing those morning and nighttime routines. When you start to actually feel, look, as I said, we're human beings. We need sometimes physical transformation to motivate us, to motivate us to continue. But it's incredible to see what happens when people just reduce stress just reducing stress. But I think that that morning and nighttime routine does help to reduce stress. 
And so when you reduce when you reduce stress, all those things that happen, energy, weight balance, better deeper sleep, you know, motivation to do what you need to do. It's just incredible what can happen. Yeah, it definitely feeds the consistency when you notice those changes. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Jess, I'd love for you to direct our listeners to your online home and social media so they can find out more about you. Oh, thanks. Um, it's just JS Health on Instagram um, and Jessica Seppel on, I think it's Jessica Seppel. I don't even know on Facebook. I think <laughs> Jessica Seppel, JS Health on Facebook. And um, my website is jessicaseppel.com. And that's where you can access the eight-week online program. Amazing. I've really enjoyed our chat and love to hear about your story. (laughs) Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for your time. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.